Okay, um, hi everyone, I'm Haley, and I'm going to be um, hosting this podcast today. So today we're going to be working through the devotional Acts um, 5.17 through 5.42. Um, So it's in the New Testament, and it's chapter 5, and you start at verse 17. So I'm going to go ahead and start, um, I'm going to read the verse just so... You can kind of follow along if you don't have your Bible um, with you, but I think sometimes it's good to just hear um, the verse and, you know, uh, if you can read along with it. Um, So yeah, I'm going to read it and then we'll just kind of dissect it and I'll kind of give what I think it means and how we can apply it to our lives. So yeah, so we start at Acts, obviously chapter 5, verse 17. So it says, then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, I don't really know how to say that, um, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them into public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the, of the jail and brought them out. Go, stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, We found the jail securely locked, with the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you have put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted to his own right hand as God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin. Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, um, Theodos <laughs> appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed. All of his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He, too, was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the presence, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin, rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day, in the temple courts, from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Um, so let's go back to the start of um, this devotion, uh, verse 
18, they, um, the apostles are arrested and they're put in public jail. Most likely they were arrested for preaching the gospel, um, and declaring just how good Jesus is. And it's important to note that, um, right away, um, after they're put in the public jail in verse 19 through 20, the angel of the Lord freed them from prison so that they could go and continue to preach the gospel. Now, had this angel not done that, they would have likely stayed in jail or even been killed or persecuted, um, for preaching the gospel. So, um, obviously they were in a physical jail, but I think so many of us, um, are all in our own prisons, imprisoned by our mind, imprisoned by shame, addiction, anxiety. But, The good news about that is that just like God freed the apostles from jail, he can free us from our prisons so that we can proclaim his goodness. I often think that sometimes your prison or your struggle is one of the most important parts of your testimony. So it's so hard when you're in the midst of something really difficult to see that, you know, there are, um, there is going to be a positive outcome from it. But if you invite God into your prison, if you invite God into your struggle, he will release you from it. He will release you from your chains so that you can go and preach his goodness. You can give your testimony about how good he was to you and how good he can be to everyone else. So I think that's a really important piece to take away from this first part of um, this message. And then it's also important to note that in verse 22 through 24, it says, but, arri- but on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, we found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. I don't know. When I was reading this, I kind of just, it felt like um, very similar to the case of Jesus and how his tomb people came to and he was just gone. He just, it was like, he was there one day and gone the next, which is quite literally what happened. Um, but of course, Jesus came back. And and so that's important to know in this as well is the Lord freed them without anyone else having any idea about what happened. Because the Lord often works in silence so that we can tell his glory and that we can proclaim how good he is. So I don't know. That was just kind of, um, I thought, a parallel to obviously the death and resurrection of Jesus. Um, also, uh, on the next page, at least for me, um, verse 29 says, we must obey God rather than human beings, which I also think is important to note because in this day and age, it's, um, obviously just really easy to follow the status quo, follow what people are doing. You know, you see what people are doing on Instagram or TikTok and it looks really fun and you're like, I want to do that. But we have to think about like following God first and foremost and you know what does he say in the Bible what do we need to be following because a lot of things that God calls us to follow is counter to the culture that we're living in today it's counter to what society tells us especially as teenagers there's so many things that society tells us we should be doing or participating in or saying or acting like when that's kind of the opposite of what God calls us to do and so I think the apostles are obviously so brave and so bold in their faith that they literally are going against the law because they know that they're preaching the gospel and that's the right thing to do and that's what God wants them to do and well of course in this country it's not against the law to preach the gospel it is in a lot of other places in the world particularly the Christian gospel so I think in any way that we can 
we should always try to follow God's plan and not the status quo. And that can be really hard, but I think the more that we pray about it, um, the more that we surround ourselves with fellow Christians, um, like-minded people who are also just trying to follow the word of God, the easier it will become. Um, and obviously God can give strength to all of us in that battle. Um, verse 38, I also wanted to call attention to. Um, it's interesting because one of the Pharisees named Gamaliel, I think, um, he was a teacher of the law, um, stood up and kind of went against what the rest of the elders were thinking and ordered that the men be put outside where he addressed the rest of the men of Israel. And he said, um, therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone, let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will, origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. And I'm sure as we all know, a fight against God is a fight you're always going to lose. Um, so I just, that kind of reminded me of a quote that I saw once that said, if God is for us, then who can be against us? If our God is with us, then no one can stop us. So I think that's also um, just kind of another parallel within this within this um, chapter, just to know that God was with the um, disciples and, you know, he was giving them strength. He freed them from jail. So all of this is done in God's glory and everything that the disciples are doing is to spread the message of God and who he is. Um, and the freedom that peace, freedom and peace that comes with following him. So, I don't know. I just thought it was. I um, appreciated that part of the verse where it says, "But if, but if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God." So, anytime you find yourself like in a conflict, or you know you're doing something that maybe you shouldn't be doing, or that you know it, God doesn't want you to be doing. It's important to remember that you're always going to lose that fight with God. So if you can just pray about it um, and submit to him, your life will be not only better, but likely a lot happier too. And sometimes it's it's always way easier said, and said than done. But the more that we choose him, the more that we pray about it, the more that we surround ourselves with um, prayer and, you know, worship and things like that, the easier it becomes and uh, the easier it is to follow God's plan for our life. So, um, it's important to just not overthink, to just follow God and he'll provide the rest. It's, there's so much peace when you can finally just understand that your life is really just a vessel for, um, his message and for his glory. And there's so much peace in knowing that he really holds all of our lives in the palm of his hand and he's going to protect all of us and if we can follow him and get close to him um, we can learn the plan that he has for us and then everything will just work out the way that it's supposed to so it's really hard to give up that control but the apostles did it they were in prison and yet this verse doesn't this chapter doesn't say anything about how worried they are or how scared they were or how they immediately turned away from God and or how they were like, oh, I need a lawyer, you know, or trying to pay bail or, or whatever, you know, they, they sat there and the angel of the Lord surely appeared and rescued them. So just know that whatever you're going through, God can rescue you from. And as long as you just follow him, you'll always end up where you're supposed to be. 
So whatever prison you're sitting in right now, or even if you're not sitting in a prison, just know that God is fully with you and he sees what you're going through. Um, God sees your battles, he knows them, and he's fighting them with you. So that's really encouraging. Um, And yeah, I think the more that you can read the Bible and the more that you can get into his word and understand all of this, the more reassurance it gives you. So I hope you enjoyed this um, little devotional today. Um, And yeah, thank you. (laughs)